Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Uh, first of all, point of order, happy birthday, Dom. Thank you, James. And it was a happy birthday for me to you for last week, wasn't it? Or the weekend. You had a very it good... It was. It was. It was on Saturday. Let's talk about Saturday. Uh, because, How was your birthday? Well, I, I mean, the, my birthday was good and it was a nice present to end the day with. Um, I mean, it's been quite a week, hasn't it, all in all? Um MK Don's Saturday night. There's a lot to talk about, but generally speaking, what a cracking game of football that was. It was, yeah. Darren Moore said it after the match that it was a great advert for League One, and uh, I can't disagree with him that Wednesday, that opening half an hour, yeah, they blew him away, didn't they? And um, must be up there with the best that they've played, certainly on the road this season. And, you know, MK Don's. They are a seriously good footballing team, um, and we know that you know they've had a terrific season. But yeah, you know Wednesday with a lot of adversity as well. It has to be said, James. You know when you think about it, you know missing Massimo Luongo, no Sam Hutchinson, Harley Dean goes off after forty minutes. Fizeu Deli Bashiru comes in for his first start in months. So for Wednesday to stand up and also under intense pressure after the results the day before went against them to go to MK Dons who hadn't lost in 15 matches and get the result you you, you really have to give the team a lot of plaudits for putting in that performance and getting three huge points it do, I mean there are three huge points and it felt like a huge performance didn't it and we uh, you know, we've talked a few times about Wednesday's inconsistency this season and needing to find needing to find consistency and to hit form at exactly the right time, um, and and maybe maybe it is and and you know whatever happens from this point onwards, um, it, it's going to be about winning. You know, if, if Wednesday continue winning games between now and whenever this season ends, then you know you would think that that's going to result in in um, promotion. Um, let's just you kind of touched on this in there. And I think it's important to kind of make it... I mean, Wednesday being three up after half an hour could make it look like they were, we were up against quite a weak team. But, you know, Milton Keynes, they're really not... They're no mugs, are they? They're, they're, that's a seriously good team there. Yeah, well, and, the, the, you know, the two goal scorers for them have been in very good form. And, you know, Scott Twine's been one of the best players in the league. That was a tremendous free kick late on from him. And then Troy Parrott had come off the back of scoring a, a wonder volley, I think, against AFC Wimbledon the week before. And you know he's on loan from Spurs. And they've got other very good attacking players. And who knows, it might not be the last time that Sheffield Wednesday play MK Dons this season. Mm. I hope so, but you just don't know, do you, James? But uh, I, I think, you know, to come back to Wednesday, you know, we have given the team a lot of criticism, rightly, for their inability to defend set pieces. So for Wednesday to score from two corners, uh, you know, props to them. And, you know, I think they're well into double figures, I think, for scoring from dead ball situations. So it's, it's funny how that the season's worked out, isn't it? That, you know, we seem to, I think, have uh, moaned a lot about the inability to defend corners and free kicks and everything. But Wednesday have actually scored their fair share as well. So, you know, yeah, I'd still think they're uh, 
they'd be down in terms of numbers for they've conceded more than they've scored. But you know, I don't think necessarily when you compare the two, it's not as bad as you know maybe we've made out at times this season. Uh, and the first goal was a really well worked you know corner routine. I don't know why actually Wednesday haven't done more of it this mm. season I would have liked to have seen a bit more imagination and I'm sure we've said in the last three years of doing the pod haven't we that I think there have been times where the set plays have been a bit too predictable but that certainly can't be levelled at the first goal yeah absolutely and of course the second goal very different a little bit more scrappy but um, you know Lee Gregory doing what Lee Gregory does we've got to talk about um, we've got to talk about the third goal haven't we Barry Bannon um I mean, there's not a lot that hasn't been said about this already. Great that it was live on the TV. I mean, he he loves Sky Games, doesn't he, Barry Bannon? He really does come to life when uh, when the games are being shown. Um, he says he thinks it was the best goal of his career, and he seemed, uh, you know, kind of cheeky grin on his face, really satisfied with uh, with that one afterwards. It was a beautiful moment. Sensational. It was absolutely sensational. And when he hit it, I'm not going to lie, I thought it would just go over. Um, but the connection, the technique, everything about it, it it goes into the top three goals, best goals I've ever seen live. Um, and yes, Wednesday 2-0 up. And so they're in control. And I think... You can go the, you know, the nature of the game, the way it's going. That Wednesday are on top. You know, he's then got the confidence to be able to go take it on, hasn't he? Whereas, would he do that if it was nil nil? Maybe he wouldn't. But yeah, it, it was quality. He did score you know, um, a stunning goal at Blackpool years ago. I think when he was mm. working with Ian Holloway there, and he referenced that in his post match. But you know that. I mean, what thirty five yards out. You know, I, I was sat next to you know Joe Cran from the Star, uh, and yeah, you know, we just turned to each other. We just couldn't believe what we'd witnessed. It was outrageous, and it really epitomised a man that has been at the top of his game. And you know, another man of the match from him, two assists, a goal, and um, yeah, you know, Bannon has the second half of the season. There aren't enough superlatives. You know, he's just looked head and shoulders above a lot of the teams and players that he's come up against in the last four months, and his numbers are outstanding. He he also went kind of out of his way to to make the point after the match about the dressing room giving a round of applause to Fizz after you know he came into the to the team uh, possibly quite short notice coming into the team as you mentioned first start for quite a while weird season for him because there's been a couple of moments earlier on in the season where it looked like oh maybe he's going to get a run in the team now maybe you know he's going to show us what he's about it's another season where it's just not quite happened for him but when we needed him to step up on Saturday he did didn't he he did you know the midfield three for me you know they were great for Wednesday and that was it you know we were all worried I think when we saw the team sheet of how Wednesday would cope without Luongo we got an emphatic answer that you know George Byers I think maybe played that sort of anchor role he was a bit more disciplined but that was the best I thought George Byers had played in weeks Um, and then you know Bannon the creativity 
that quality that we saw at the other end. And then Fizz, he's just got, he has got everything, has Fizz, to be a top, top player. He's got the attributes that you need for the modern midfielder. He has, hasn't he? He's got the strength, he's got the power, those yeah. trademark runs where, you know, he's, he can bulldoze past three or four players with ease. And you, you, now you just want to see that consistency in the end products. But it is important to remember that it has been an up and down season for Fizz. He's still only 21. Uh, so he is a, you know, a great prospect. And I think for Fizz now, he doesn't get in Wednesday's best team, does he, James? He, he doesn't. But I think with an eye on next year, we don't know what's going to happen with Massimo Luongo and his contract mm. situation. So there could well be an opening for Fizz. And so I think next year is a huge season for him. Um, you know, we have again seen, I think, flashes of what he's capable of this season, but we need to see it more often. You've addressed it there, actually. What I was going to just say off the back of of that is, you know, going off subject in terms of talking about the MK game, but what a huge couple of years now ahead for Fizz, because you say he is only twenty-one, kind of prime time, really, where he should be making a position in a team his own. You know, he's 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 not the kind of player that you think is just going to be sitting on the bench somewhere for the rest of his career. So, it does feel like a really big, um, big couple of years coming up for for Fizz. Um, anyone else that you kind of want to pick out that's worthy of a mention? I mean, I think across across the board there were some great performances. There were, and you know, I think we have to mention Lee Gregory in the, you know, I think he'd gone, what was it, eight matches without a goal and there were question marks over him and now he's got four in his last five. So, bag in form, Wednesday's top scorer. That's what, you know, Wednesday need going into the final stretch and you know Berahino you know there'd been calls we talked about it last week you know for Berahino to replace Mendes Lang up front and you know he comes into the side and you know he gets a goal uh, but yeah you know I think that the defence it, it was makeshift wasn't it you know and it wasn't easy for Shea Dunkley coming on when Harley Dean went off and you know I, I think that uh, you know they had to withstand a lot of pressure in the second half, but MK Dons didn't create a lot. You know they hit the post and then they scored a wonder free free kick. But Bailey Peacock Farrell didn't have mm. many saves to make. And you know from Wednesday's perspective, the damage was done in that opening half an hour. It left MK Dons with too much to do. And we've got to talk about the fans, haven't we, James? That you know, Bannon said that it felt a little bit like the playoff final um, from Wembley six years ago. And yeah, the worst shades of it, you know, tremendous support, five and a half thousand there, and you know they had an amazing day and a great time, and you know they just never stopped singing yeah. and cheering the team on. Incredible from uh, from the fans, especially you know we've talked about the circumstances last week and the game being moved, no public transport for getting back, just just fantastic support at, at this um, at this level. So I mean you know it it felt like the kind of win that can um, there's a little bit of a turning point, you know that was marker in the sand for the kind of closing bit of the season. But come ten o'clock Saturday night. Um, this this nagging kind of thing at the back of my brain thinking, do you know what the most Sheffield Wednesday thing to do now will be? To to obviously go and win uh, MK Dons, who look nailed on for automatic 
promotion, uh, and then go and lose at home to already relegated bottom of the table crew on Tuesday night. Um, and look, I mean, it was it was a very different game of football, wasn't it? And it felt for a while like it could be one of those nights where that breakthrough just wasn't going to happen. It did, and Darren Moore rotated the squad as well and he made some eye-catching changes there to only start with one recognised centre-half when he had Dunkley and Lewis Gibson on the bench. Uh, you know, I think the, there were many fans there maybe questioning that. Um, but his explanation, it did make a lot of sense in that you know, Wednesday were always going to dominate the ball. It was going to be completely different to the tactics that they employed at MK Dons, clearly. And so playing Marvin Johnson at left centre-back, it's a role that he's done quite a few times already this season four, and then it still gives him the licence to get forward. And then you could also get the extra attacking player in, and Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. Now, I got quite a few pelters for saying that I thought Mendes-Lang was... Wednesday's man of the match. I might revive my, my that was that was on my slightly. list of things to bring up, and yeah. you've you've beat me to it. I thought I would beat you to it, um, as I'm sure I, I did think that he carried the most threat. And by the way, I wasn't alone. There were three or four other guys in the press box who who you know scored Mendes line quite highly, and so yeah, the end product wasn't always there. He did win the penalty, but I, I thought if he looked the most likely to make things happen for Wednesday. But I probably, on reflection, would say that the man of the match from Crewe was Jordan Story. Jordan Story didn't put a foot wrong and was back to his best. And that's good signs for Wednesday for the last three matches of the regular season. A lot of people with positive things to say as well about Marvin Johnson. Obviously, he's not played that role for for, for quite a while now for for Wednesday, uh, but 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 seemed to slot back in quite quite nicely. Um, so in the end, it was it was a penalty. Lee Gregory, uh, possibly the first goal that he scored at, at the Leppings Lane end of Hillsborough this season, which seems in, incredible. Um, but a few questions about whether it actually was a penalty. What? What? Are you, I'm. I'm not convinced. What did you think? I don't think the managers were even asked after the match about it. I. I thought it was pretty conclusive. It was a penalty. It's a foul outside of the box. Mendes Lang knows what he's doing, but yeah, naive yeah. defending. I thought from the fullback, but that's it. I thought he had that defender on toast a lot of the second half. Uh, you know, every time he, he picked up the ball and ran at him, he was causing him trouble. And and if the delivery had been a little bit better for Mendes Lang then you know, Wednesday would have scored more goals. The fact is, they should have been out of sight in the first half an hour, yeah. James. You know, we haven't even talked about the miss of the season from Simon yeah. Berahino. Uh, but he wasn't alone. You know, Callum Patterson has missed a sitter in the second half where he's completely miskicked it. You know, Wednesday, you really hope it doesn't come down to goal difference. And their goal difference is still looking pretty healthy. But my word, they should have scored three or four against Crew and Crew yep. were rabbits in the headlights the first half an hour that you know they couldn't cope with Wednesday and what Wednesday were throwing at them it's right you mentioned goal difference there but I mean how many times have we seen these games where uh, not just Wednesday you know a team dominates and just can't get the breakthrough like the three points 
at this stage of the season was so important, especially with how results had gone um, on uh, Easter Monday, which meant Wednesday did drop back out temporarily, but actually there were quite good results. Um, And suddenly now we find ourselves in this situation where the league table makes for very interesting reading. We've not talked about the top two for the last few weeks because it's really felt like, you know, even the playoffs has been a bit in question at, at times. Playoffs, I'm not going to take anything for granted here, but playoffs do feel like, you know, we're almost home and dry now in terms of securing a top six spot. Maybe the conversation comes a little bit more to, is it going to be in, you know, third or fourth and getting that home advantage for the um, for the for the playoffs? Um, you would hope that Wednesday now will will not throw that away. But a lot of talk over the last 24, 48 hours, especially comparisons to 10 years ago where the league table looked exactly the same, um, literally 10 years to the to the day. Um, top two mathematically as possible. Statisticians would tell you it is so unlikely that it's just ridiculous to even talk about it. But we've been here before and it's not going to stop people thinking about it, is it? We have been here before. I don't want to take the top six for granted, though. You know, as, as far as I'm concerned, Wednesday have still got to get and be looking at another two wins from the last three to make sure that they're definitely in the top six and they're going to then hopefully finish in third or fourth to get that second leg at Hillsborough that could be an advantage if they ended up in the playoffs. But they're only two points below... You know, like uh, Sunderland, Wickham, Oxford could still have a big say if they finish the season strongly. So it's not a done, done and dusted. You know, Wickham have to beat Wednesday on Saturday. You know, they've only got two matches left. That is clear. So it's a must win for Wickham. You know, whereas now I feel Wednesday, they could afford to go and lose at Wickham and they would still end up in the playoffs if Wednesday are going to sneak into the top two for me they have to win all three I I think there's no margin for error the gap is what four points but you do look at it and you think it's possible it really is not unrealistic now for us to be talking about it when you look at Rotherham on a bad run four defeats in five and they've got some Hard matches to come. Oxford on Saturday at home. No gimme. Sunderland away. And then I think it's Gillingham away that they've got who are not safe from relegation themselves. How many points are they going to pick up from those? And then MK Dons have got two. And they're not straightforward either. I think this weekend it's Morecambe at home. And then... I think it may be Oxford away on the last day or somebody else up there. So Wednesday have to concentrate on getting the job done and making sure that they go to Wickham and they win. And it would be great come five o'clock on Saturday night if we're talking about Wednesday are only a point off the top two with two games to go. It's, it's all set up for a very exciting finish. I mean, look, you know, we we whatever happens, we're relying on other teams losing, aren't we? You know, if if Rotherham win their remaining games, they're promoted. Um, so, and we can't do anything about that. We can't we can't affect what other teams do. The important thing from here on in is three games left. Got to go for nine points from those three three games, and 
Um, it's, it's weird, isn't it, this weekend, thinking that potentially there could only be a week of this. I mean, there's certainly only a week of the regular season left that this last bit of the season has just felt so compressed and gone so quickly. Um, Wickham away on Saturday, which is then uh, very closely followed by Fleetwood away on Tuesday. Totally different away games. Neither of them are going to be easy. Um and you kind of think, you know, getting six points from those two games is going to be really, really hard. It is going to test the the, the squad definitely as well, because we know that Darren Moore being Darren Moore will definitely make changes between those two games. Certainly then with half an eye on the fact that um, it's possibly even unlikely that the last game of the season at home to Portsmouth is going to be a, a nothing to play for boring e- even if it's about which position within the playoffs Wednesday finishing so um, it's, it's actually a difficult closing week having three games isn't it inside seven days particularly the Portsmouth game is an early kickoff as well isn't it so um, Darren Moore's got a job on to do there if, if we are realistically to go right we, we need nine points from those three games he's got key decisions that have got to be right he has and I think we have to trust Darren Moore though for the work that he's done in the last few months you know he has got some serious you know credit in the bank and I, I know that he was getting some stick after Tuesday but Wednesday won and you know, they are now fourth and in a position you know, that's the highest that they've been in a long time and they're still in the conversation for automatic promotion with three matches to go. And I think if you offered most Wednesday fans that at the beginning of the season, that they would still be in contention for the top two with three matches to go. With all the work that we talked about that had to be done, the huge squad rebuild and everything, then uh, I think you know everyone would have absolutely 100% taken this situation that Wednesday find themselves in. You are right, though, that he is going to have to manage the squad the best that he's managed the squad maybe all season. The good news is that Sam Hutchinson could be available for the weekend and Harley Dean, the calf injury, it doesn't sound too bad. Um, and, it, and so hopefully he's not going to be out for a long time. And then you've got Josh Windass as well, who may be available for, if not Fleetwood, then Portsmouth on the last day. And so if Wednesday ended up in the playoffs, what a player that they'd have there in Windass, um, who could then maybe make a, a big contribution if they need him, you know, in the semi-finals and uh, you know the final. But it may not even come to that, James. We just we don't know. But Wednesday, they've got to win on Saturday, and if they win on Saturday, I think they guarantee the, the, a playoff spot anyway. And so that would be brilliant for the last two matches. Uh, that you know, it's almost like a free a free hit, isn't it? Like a free go at, at the top two. It's like just 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 go and win. That's all you can do. Um, it feels like there's two categories of Wednesday fans right now. There is there's the dreamers and there's the realists. Where are you putting yourself, Dom? I'm a realist, I think, here in that ten years ago I think Wednesday were third, whereas right now the fourth. So that's an extra team that Wednesday are relying on to drop points. And yes, MK Dons have played a match more than Rotherham and Wednesday. 
But MK Dons have been so consistent for much of the season that I would expect them to win at least one of their last two matches. Uh, it'd be a huge surprise if they didn't. And in all honesty, it would be a huge collapse from Rotherham and MK Dons if one of them didn't see the job home, wouldn't it? You know, they would have capitulated. And yeah, you can give huge credit and praise to Wednesday for they've applied pressure late on. But I, I don't think that Wednesday are going to get the top two. But it's great that we're talking about it. I, and I think it's more realistic that Wednesday are going to finish either third or fourth. Um, but if they've not dropped points at, yeah. away at Bolton or at home to Accrington, if this has been the faultless run like it was 10 years ago when they won 10 and what two draws from the last 12 under Dave Jones they definitely I think would do it but I, I just think that because there's two teams in front of Wednesday and they've got the four point cushion you know Wednesday we know about their away form it's not been great two of the last three matches away from home and I think realistically Wednesday have to win both of them so there's a lot to do um, it'd be great if we're here in a week's time though James and we're talking about a final day shootout though it would it would it's so true what you say about those um, the real fine margins between it being that sensational run and just another couple of wins within there this would be such a different picture wouldn't it and it'd be other teams looking at Wednesday it'd be Wednesday looking over their shoulder rather than it kind of was being reliant on other on other teams but um yeah i've got to agree with everything you say i think i fall into the realist camp as well and um uh the good thing is there's a lot of fans who are dreamers and i think that's that's kind of good to see at the moment there's a lot of people that after what at times has felt like it could end up being not a great season um has actually ended up with people going into the last week with 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 something to dream about and um you know that is that that's good from where we were in the summer and and a, a, a you know a couple of really bad spells during this season as well as you said brilliant that we're even having this conversation with um with three games left to go which is and, nice and if wednesday do end up in the playoffs james no one's going to want to play them like yeah. like wednesday with the the squad they've got, the quality, you know, I, I would, I'd imagine with the bookies, Wednesday may go in, into the playoffs as the favourites. And in, I think in some ways, rightly so, you know, when you're, you're talking of the, the firepower that they've still got to come back at the top end of the pitch, and you've got, you know, Lee Gregory finishing the season well, and Berahino the last few months has been a lot better. And, you know, when we're talking about it's how you get Nathaniel Mendes Lang in the in the best, strongest starting eleven. You know that's a very nice problem to have going into the last few matches, and I bet there aren't many teams in that sort of position in and around the playoffs. You know that Darren Moore has the luxury of being able to rotate, and it, it doesn't affect the quality of that starting eleven. It's still very very strong. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Uh, right then, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, we'll be back again next week, hopefully having more conversations about whether we're going into the final day 
realistically or with a bit of uh, with a bit of dreaming going on uh tell you what if if we're still in with a shout in a week's time what an amazing atmosphere that's going to be going into that final day against Portsmouth that's just crazy uh, let's not even think about that just um just yet but um, no, let's think about uh, it James come on let's it, dare it'll to be dream. so exciting to see Hillsborough proper bouncing again won't it going into that that final game if um if there is still something to play for. Well, I, I suspect to, it will anyway, to yeah. be honest. But. Well, I, I didn't get to experience it 10 years ago, and that's actually one of my great regrets. So I'd love to be there with, you know, in a carnival atmosphere, early kickoff. Yeah. But by the way, as well, Portsmouth, they bring a load. Portsmouth haven't yeah. got anything to play for. You well, know, I, I, but, I hear we've only, have we not only given them 2,000 tickets? We've not just given them bottom tier only and only to. Uh, I, someone said that. They sell it out. That's... I'm sure they sell it out. You know, they are you know a well-supported club themselves. So, you know, but I, I think um, even if they don't sell it out, then that will just mean that potentially there might be more Wednesday home fans taking those yeah. tickets, and it, it yeah. could be be great if it was very similar to Wickham, wouldn't it? So we we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed. You're dreaming. You're dreaming. I, I can see it's it you. in, your, in you. your little birthday face. I can see it. I know. Well, yeah, you know, it's your enthusiasm, obviously. It's rubbing off on me, James, <laughs> after all these years. Right, that's going to wrap us up. Thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors, specialists in wills, trusts and probate. You probably know this, but as a podcast listener, mention Singing the Blues and you'll get buy one, get one free on lasting powers of attorney. Uh, and Ollie is available for evening, weekend and home appointments right across South Yorkshire. Titolaw.co.uk is the website to go to. On Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott and the show is at Dom and James. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube as well. Just search for Singing the Blues and you can find those links on our website or in the show notes for this episode thank you for listening keep dreaming and we'll see you next time